Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. In order to make it work, you can't just do it every now and then. Now you have to try it because what you're trying to do is you're trying to change your brain. You're trying to change yeah. the way you are programmed to deal with stress. So it takes practice. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can agree with that. It was um, some months back where we had gone walking through a very forested area. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think I've only done that maybe like once before, mm -hmm. right? But this time, I mean, it was almost like to the point, like stay on the path, don't venture off because you might look up and be lost somewhere. But it was so fun. One, it was so peaceful, mm -hmm. you know, um, to the point where we just sat down because they had benches out there. We just sat down and just embraced the moment. Like this, you can really just get lost in this moment of just being surrounded by nothing but these big, beautiful trees. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's wonderful when we can do things like that. And, and we talk about meditation, taking mm -hmm. out time to be in that space where we can just breathe and, and allow ourselves to be in the very moment, disconnected from everything, and, and, and just feel our bodies, feel connected to the earth or to the heavens, mm -hmm. and just be there and let everything go giving ourself space, giving, being tolerant of our own experiences, giving ourselves grace. Exactly. And, and, and a place where we're not judging ourselves and we can be in connection mm -hmm. with our bodies. I think, I think that's uh, really, mindfulness is a really important component. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I tell people, you know, take out some time each day. You got kids, you got family. Listen, take 15, 20 minutes, maybe before you get in the shower or after you got in the shower, get you a diffuser. Mm. Get that, that, that nice, uh, nice aroma going on. Okay. Going on. Some eucalyptus, some lavender, yeah. whatever you enjoy, and just allow yourself to be in that space. Stop. Mm. Don't think about anything that you have to do and just allow yourself to yeah. be in that space yeah. and, and, and just soak it up, mm -hmm. you know, because this can help you de-stress and, and let mm -hmm. your worries of the day go. Because believe it or not, no matter what we talk about, no matter what our concerns are, they're going to keep coming. Right. Exactly. And so and if we don't intentionally stop and say, I ain't doing this. Mm -hmm. We're going to constantly be in that state of exactly. worry and concern. So we have to be intentional about it. Your kids are going to have their issues. Your, mm -hmm. your, your, your job is going to be what it is. Your, um, your concerns are going to be your concerns. Those yep. bills are going to be there. Oh Look, gosh. hey, so you have to be intentional yeah. and allow your body some time to rejuvenate. And there's a lot of good information out there mm -hmm. about meditation and, and relaxation techniques. 
I know that you are into soaps, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you believe soaps can help us and aromatherapy can help mm -hmm. us? Absolutely. So I am a soaper in the soap industry. That's what we labor ourselves. And mm -hmm. so what that actually means is one who creates handcrafted soaps. Um, as we know, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Soaps have been around for eons, as I think you say. You use that word. I think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, um, but with more, you know, modern soapers, we have changed in a sense as far as like some of the things that we use to create it as opposed to like me personally as opposed to using like a pig fat and things of that sort I'm very mindful about the oils making sure they're more on the health conscious side um, um, of oils that's going into the, the process and creating these beautiful soaps that I make um, as well as I make whipped shea butters got this start for my children um, as I began to understand all of they use a lot of things that's inside of skincare that's not good that I don't approve um, I always encourage people pay attention to what you're putting on your skin because it all goes inside your body it goes inside your bloodstream um, you got seconds before it's inside of your bloodstream and so how that impacts the body okay mm. when things that's not good that you think oh well this is just on the outside just I'm gonna lather this on myself not realizing it's going straight into your bloodstream and anything that's inside your body how is it going to impact your body mm. how is it going to impact your thinking how is it going to impact your lungs? How is it going to impact your kidneys? You get what I'm saying? Mm. Um, these things matter. And so um, that was the reason why I began making natural skincare because I was mindful about, I went to, that was my, my space of creating control over what me and my children use in our household. It was our start of, of putting more healthier things in place. Um, because, like I said, I was concerned about the how it's impacting their body. Um, and there's even books and things that talk about this. Once skincare, this stuff that we use in our skin, once it gets inside the blood, mm. what it does. Mm. Okay? How it impacts the body when it gets down into your connective tissues. Mm. Okay? Wow. Yeah, it gets real deep. It's, it's bigger than just soap and lotions. People think it's, it's just that. Like your, your skin is your largest organ. So this exactly. is an organ, too. If you think about people often think about, oh, well, I got to eat right to, you know, make sure my liver is functioning right. Well, you got to use the right things on your skin to make sure that, that this organ is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that is not, you know, that you're not doing things that's damaging all the organs in the inside, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, that's so, that's so in, important. Yeah. So, so when you talk about the aromatherapy part mm -hmm. and you talk about, so a lot of my, um, well, I ain't gonna say a lot, but some of the different things I make, they do have the essential oils in mm -hmm. them. But what I do is so tied into, um, self-care, you know, it's so tied into how are you taking care of you? Cause like I said, it comes from a health place. Mm -hmm of how are you taking care of your body? And it does play a role in your mindset. Um, a lot of my customers that come to me is, is interesting because they are more on the health conscious side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when you're more health conscious, you're, you're not willing to eat anything. You're just not willing to do anything, right? And so, um, like, when I use my soaps, when it ties into skincare, I feel better. Like, my skin feels a uh, amazing and sometimes I joke and kid and I'm like by the time I use all this natural stuff and my skin feel good you can't treat me any type of way 
Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Come over here and just be saying any type of thing because I'm putting effort into me. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and it makes you feel better about who you are as a person. It makes you feel good about you. You imagine, like, you're outside. A lot of times we show up, you know, um, how we feel about ourselves. And so by the mm-hmm. time you take that effort into going certain lanes to um, take care, you know, mm-hmm. of your skin, especially, in, I mean, your bathing and your bathing and showering process. And, you know, like I'm intentional even about certain type of wash rags I use. It has an impact on all of this, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it causes me to carry myself a certain type of way. You know, because I think about all that type of stuff. And so, yeah, so it, it plays a role in your thinking because you feel better. You could, I could respond better. I show up better. When I show up better, that influences how people treat you and influences how they begin to feel. Mm-hmm. I have been around people where they're like, because of how I show up, especially when they know we're about to get together, they're like, girl, they're like, I put on certain stuff because I know you coming. <laughs> and they <laughs> like, and I know when you come, you're going to show up, so I'm going to show up a certain way too. Exactly. That's powerful. Yeah, that is powerful. Because that means that you have the ability to shift the atmosphere. Yeah, you have, you have influence. Yes. Did you hear that? Yes, you, you have know, influence. So you imagine if there's more of those type of people in the community who's, who's creating great influence that's having an impact on the community and how people feel, how they show up, if that can float throughout the community where people are now doing better. Because they're feeling better about who they are. They're using better skincare products. They're eating better foods. And so now we have great impact in the community. Yeah, we're taking better, you know, better care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, listen, I always believe if you want to slow a, a people down, you first control their food. If their food ain't good, <laughs> <laughs> then the things they need to take care of themselves, you control that. Yeah. Because those two things... Man, they are so powerful mm-hmm. in our overall well-being. You know, and, and as a therapist, you know, when, when we talk about, like, coping, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want coping to be this thing where we just cope to survive. Yeah. I want us to, I want us to use coping strategies for periods of time so we can actually solve problems. Mm-hmm. So those things that we were coping about before are no longer issues mm-hmm. in the future. Because I could cope my whole life. And there's some things that we might have to cope with our whole lives. Mm. But if we can change our attitudes, if we can be change our, our beliefs, if we can be change our behaviors mm-hmm. in a way that we can actually solve problems, yeah. then guess what? We can move on to something else. So these kind of things are awesome because they help us feel better about ourselves and yeah. they motivate us to do better. Yep. Then we can change things. Exactly. Yeah. You because I mean, you imagine like when people's um, how you are when you feel like that you are qualified, mm-hmm. you know, you carry yourself different. Right. 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 You know, what I'm saying it's a certain level of authority when you know, like, OK, you know what I, I could. I, this is what I do. Exactly. You feel better about yourself. And you know what? Uh, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like moving on in another part of this discussion. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's critical for us to understand that when we feel better about ourselves, mm-hmm. we have better self-awareness. Yep. And we are not as triggered by things around us. And now, and, and mm-hmm. I guess you might ask the question, what are triggers? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and we think about triggers, we think of anxiety triggers, we think yeah. of um, a post-traumatic stress triggers, we mm. think of anger triggers. All triggers occur or the result, for the most part, of experiences that we've had where in somewhere we've, in some place where we've been uh, ma- made to feel uncomfortable. Like, um, I had a whole lot of in- social anxiety about being up in front of people and, okay. and talking. Well, I remember being in school at a young age and having having to get up and get and do presentations. And while I was doing it, people was laughing and, and, and joking mm. and kidding, right? And so it made me uncomfortable. So every time I had to get up, you know, I would always have this feeling like, oh, wow, wow, like okay, you know, um, I, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm going to be funny or something yeah. like that, and people are not going to take me serious. So it, it would make me it would make me nervous. So I had to reframe my own thinking. Mm-hmm. about about that so I wouldn't be uh, triggered a- mm-hmm. around those things so it's about changing my mind and and and, and understand that I'm worthy and deserving in, in these spaces so I can communicate not just to communicate but I can communicate to my abilities does that make sense it makes sense yeah, yeah I can communicate absolutely and 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 so when people have been um when people have been uh uh, traumatized, yep. you know, oftentimes things, they'll see things, they've been triggered, they'll be triggered by things and developing the mindset and the awareness of what, what cues you mm. or triggers you and then being able to manage it or speak to yourself when you see yeah. those things in yeah. ways that you don't have to have symptoms mm. or become, you know, become stressed out when you see things that may appear to be mm-hmm. traumatizing or remind you of those past experiences. Yeah. So we have to be aware of those things. Then we have to learn how to teach ourselves how to walk through those things without without feeling that sense of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then if there are real dangers, we need to be able to identify those things and, and, and move on. And of course, anger, you know, the anger triggers, we, we have to, again, be able to identify those things, mm-hmm. uh, what these things are, and maybe change our minds about those things. You know, um, some somebody might have a trigger about being in traffic, right? Yeah. And, you know, and it being backed up. And so what what do I say to myself? You mm-hmm. know, this is out of my control. I, you know, the best I can do is try to be, get there when I can get there. Exactly. You know, I can be mad about it or yep. I can understand. Or when people do things that just doesn't make sense to us. Mm-hmm. You know, have to realize people are going through their own things yep. and, and, and they may have, you know, they may be uh, have uh, problems. One of the things I used to hear a lot is people say, you know, this person walked by me. I spoke to them and they didn't really speak. <laughs> and people get yeah. upset about that. But you don't yeah. know what that person is going through. You don't yeah. know what they're, they're, what they're <laughs> feeling right then and there. But you know how you feel. Yeah. But understanding this person might be going through something mm-hmm. that doesn't make them available to give you what you need right then and there. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now I'm not triggered by them anymore because I accept the fact. You know, I, I think triggers, we have to be very self-aware of what our triggers are. And okay. sometimes we have to be able to communicate that to people. Yeah. And it's okay to tell people, you know, that triggers me. The more intimate the relationship is, the more we have to be able to express to people because yeah. we might make people feel uncomfortable when they think they're being nice and mm. we're and we're being triggered in some way, but yeah. we're not able to communicate what that is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so and if you don't feel safe communicating that, then I guess you need to ask yourself why. 
Yeah. Why, why don't I feel safe communicating? Because I, I think it's important for us to be able to manage and deal with stress. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of our emotions, allow ourselves to experience them. Exactly. And also be able to tell others what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Because when we can do that, we make things uh, better for us. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a support system? Oh, my God. I think a support system is essential. Mm. <laughs> a support system a support system where you know people who you can be transparent with people who um you know like that trust mm-hmm. you know like these are the people who you know they're not talking about you mm-hmm. they don't look at you and think you're crazy but yet they're willing to be honest with you and so i personally i keep a a, a sound support system around me and that is what helps me get through you know typically when I deal with stuff I kind of have a channel of different people who I'll call and uh you know get their thoughts on what I'm dealing with and even a lot of times before I respond Mm -hmm. I want to know what's their thoughts to make sure I'm not tripping right right you know I I think that when we look at uh uh support system first of all it's the most important uh piece in our long-term health and well-being yeah we can talk all day about being about being an individual and individualism, but that's not who we are as, as a species. Yeah. We've always been people who uh, needed each other in order to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. So I think it's critical that we have emotional support. Yep. And that doesn't mean that somebody always has an answer, but somebody there to, to hear and validate your feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think, Second one, I think we need uh, informational support. Mm. We need people in our lives who can give us information and, 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 uh, and guidance on how to do things. Yeah. We need that in our lives. And I think the third thing, we need instrumental people in our lives. People who will, they're they ready to get down and get their hands dirty and be, be the task. Mm. You know, um, we can have people in our lives that, um, that you know, that are not necessarily those three things. But I love what Les Brown said. Um, he said, quality people only. Yeah. So we want people in our lives that we can be, mm-hmm. uh, be consistent and stable and can cultivate us because we are trying to grow and we're trying to grow and we want to help foster and we want to see other people grow. You know, when we, when we talk about, I, the idea of love, we can't talk about it as just being some some physical feeling that we have uh, towards someone. No, 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 no. Love is really, really founded in the idea that, you know, I can take care of myself. I can, I can do for myself, mm-hmm. right, on some level. Mm-hmm. But I also celebrate the idea of seeing someone else grow, seeing them become their best selves, Mm -hmm. seeing them get where they're trying to go in life. It's it's never just uh, 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 about me because we, our sense of purpose comes from our connectiveness with other people. Mm -hmm. So if other people around me don't grow and get better, what am I? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What what am I? And and so we have to be uh, really, down. I know sometimes when people have been traumatized and they've gone through a whole lot of things, it's difficult to embrace real supportive people. Mm. Because perhaps the people that told you they loved you was the people that hurt you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Most yeah. of the time when people have, um, when people have been abused mm-hmm. physically, sexually, emotionally, 
It wasn't by a stranger. Yeah. It was exactly. by somebody they knew. Yep. So now we take that experience, mm-hmm. and then even when people are trying to be supportive and loving, we are triggered yeah. because, well, this person said they love me, exactly. but look what they did. Exactly. This person used to beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Get what I'm saying? Or used to tell me I ain't nothing. So now I'm supposed to be able to hear, uh, hear where you're coming from. But that's yeah. why it's important for us to um, really be uh, to look inside ourselves, examine ourselves, mm-hmm. and understand and try to see who is really in front of us. But not only that, what type of friend am I? Exactly. Well, exactly. What kind of what kind of friend am I? I? I love. I heard somebody say this one day. They said that friendship is not a relationship of convenience. Mm. Okay, I'm I'm thinking. I'm pondering on that. You know, it's not a relationship of convenience. Yeah. If you're going to be a friend, it can't always be when you want to be mm. a friend. You have to be available sometimes when you don't want to be available mm. for Repeat other people. Repeat that one more time. Uh, friendship is not a relationship of convenience. Okay, I like that friendship. You have to be available sometimes, even when you d- don't want to be uh, available, because that's the mark of real yeah. friendship. That's yeah. the mark of, of real love. When you can be available to other people, yeah. even sometimes when you don't want to be. When it's an inconvenience to you. When it could be an inconvenience to you. Yeah. The, the idea of sacrifice. Mm. The idea of sacrifice, you know, for your friend. You know, sometimes I think in the world, one of our biggest problems is now we are so focused, we are so focused on ourselves because we are hurt that we don't realize that our answer is in actually helping others and being there for others and supporting others. Yeah. So we got so much... We're mad about what somebody else is going to get versus saying, well, let me help you get yours and you're going to help me get mine and, and we all going to be good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, all, we, 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 we all going to be good if we can figure out how to work together, but we mm-hmm. can't figure out how to work together because we're so busy being focusing on our own hurts, our own sorrows, our own pains, not resolving those mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. So we stay stuck mm-hmm. in those places. And, you know, um, and, and I, and I think, um, for many people, you know, we, we can probably uh, benefit from working in therapy or, or working in uh, groups and things to help us, um, you know, work through some of these things, some of our, our, um, our life challenges. Yep. So we can create realistic expectations for ourselves mm-hmm. and other people. Mm-hmm. Realistic expectations. Yeah. I like to say... Give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. but also give others grace. Why? Because we all are individuals who have suffered some pain and sorrow at some point in time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we look at people and we have all these expectations about how they should be, how they should yeah. treat us and all this stuff like that. And when they don't do it, we get so madly upset yeah. and disappointed. Mm-hmm. But when we realize that humans are humans and that yep. means we are flawed. Yep. That we don't always see. We don't always understand. Sometimes mm-hmm. we genuinely want to. Yeah. But we don't always have the capacity. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the truth. Yeah. So how often is there misunderstandings? Yes, especially with things like text messaging. And <laughs> then, then depending on how you're 
communicate because like you know with that because it's like with us being busy you just figure out okay i just shoot a message real quick but a lot of times things are misunderstood and then you look up and now somebody feels some type of where they're carrying something because it just was not you know they didn't understand or what is it wasn't explained right exactly you know or like even like um when you ask like you know does that make sense like you know i too enjoy asking people like does that make sense to you you know what I'm saying? so i could hear what you're Tell me what you're hearing me say. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I found that a lot of times when people would tell me what they heard me say, I'm like, that's not what I said. Oh, that's when, yeah, people. <laughs> and, and so one of the things about communication, I think it's really important to understand. And it's hard to do this when you're emotional. Okay. But a lot of times clarifying what people say to you. Yeah. Being able to say, so, so are you saying, uh, are you saying this is that or that is this? Mm-hmm. And then that person responding, no, no, that's this. That's that. And then you're saying, then you're responding. So an example might be, so if I said, Shalina, are you telling me you like, um, you like to use dial soap? Okay. And of course, you would tell me no, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, not and, at all. Not at all, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's a simple example, because sometimes we're so busy feeling the way we feel yeah. that we don't take time to hear what people are saying to so us. So when you say that, when you, because you said that not if they're, you said if they're not emotional, why? So do you think there would be a communication barrier if they're very emotional? So typically, what happens when we become more emotional, our fight, flight, or flight response gets triggered, and as a result, mm-hmm. we we feel like we might be in danger or threatened in some way. So our ability to hear people in a more objective way mm-hmm. becomes more difficult because we feel like we're being personally attacked. Oh, you need to teach a class. You need to teach the world. We, need, we, we feel like we're being emotionally attacked. But when we wow. can step back and hear people, maybe they don't mean what in the way I'm hearing it right now. Because maybe people have said things to you. Maybe people mm. have dealt with you in a certain way in the past. And now when somebody's speaking to you a certain way, you get triggered. And so yeah. this emotional memories come back. And now it's hard for you to hear what they're trying to say to you. Wow, that's good. It's hard for you to hear. So we have to step back sometimes and really listen. And sometimes, you know, people do this good after the fact, right? Mm. They're getting a, a heated conversation. The emotions start raging. We'll say all kinds of things. But after the fact, they'll go and they'll think about it and be like, man, I shouldn't have said this or this or that. Yeah. Or I think I understand what they were saying. Well, when they were emotional, they really couldn't hear each other. Mm. So, um... So I think it's important as human beings, we're able to communicate with each other and, and understand that human beings are human and they have limitations. So we, so we can create realistic expectations mm-hmm. for people. And, and, and so we're not expecting uh, people to be heroes, but we can, we should be able to feel like we have support. Realize one of the biggest reasons why people in their lives is because they have to be they feel like they have to be strong. And oftentimes these people feel isolated. Mm. And after a while, because they feel like they don't have anybody they can go to, they give up. Wow. Mm. They, they give up. And, and so that's why, you know, we have to be, try to be a, a non-judgmental listening ear mm-hmm. so we can help people get through these difficult times. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, 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 it's important that we do that. You know, we could just keep talking and keep yeah. talking about this. 
listen, I, you know, I, I, I want to thank you, Shalina, for coming in and, 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 uh, and, and spending time talking with me, you know, and everything. And, and I just want to emphasize the importance of, you know, having gratitude, mm-hmm. seeing your blessings, um, the importance of sleeping and eating and exercising, um, the, the, the importance of taking time to, to get outside and get in the, uh, get in the forested areas, um, trying things like meditation, and aromatherapy, developing a good support system, I think is critical to our uh, overall well-being and um, having realistic expectations for people, understanding your triggers and, and learning how to reframe them so, so you can do a better job with managing them and being able to communicate to people what your triggers are. You know, it's, it's okay. Um, and, and of course, you know, I can't emphasize this enough. You know, whatever your spiritual beliefs and stuff are, you know, tap into that because it, 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 it's, it's important. It's in a, it's in a important so, source of hope and it, and it helps us move through very difficult times and 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 we need that you know in, in therapy we, we you know we teach people there to tap into your 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 spiritual selves because it's a an important piece of who you are regardless of you know your creed or denomination definitely do that miss selena you, you got anything you would like to add um you know what? Just, I mean, you, you really said it. You know, I'm on board with the whole your eating, um, your lifestyle, you know, habits and choices, um, you know, what you're using on your skin mm-hmm. um, for natural skin care. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Tell a little you bit can more about your company. Um, um, com. Um, but those things really do matter, you know, because all of those things play a role in, in, you know, how you perceive you, how you show up in the world, you know, how you think, how you carry yourself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Thank you, Shalina. Thank you all for tuning in for, to, to another episode of Therapy is Life. And I hope you will find inspiration and something that you can use to help make your day a little bit easier. Talk to you soon.